Yes. Um, when it comes to setting appointments on the phone, uh, Telly did a great job this past week. She's brand new. She got on there, and nobody told her that working with older leads might be challenging, so she treated them like they were an alien. And what, guess what? She set five appointments on leads that were two months to six months, maybe two years old. All right. Now, let me explain to you a couple of things that are important to understand. When the people answer the phone, you have 10 seconds to capture their attention. And all of us have had somebody call us. It was a telemarketer. It was very obvious they were. They didn't capture anything but our attention to get off the phone. So we have to sound different than everybody else. Now, we have to capture their attention in 10 seconds. We need three and a half minutes to set the appointment, which means we're not going to be chit-chatty with them. Uh, we're not going to spend time repeating things. Like if somebody says, I had a heart attack six months ago, oh, great. Because when we use those words like that, those filler words, we use the wrong word for the wrong answer a lot of times. So um, we, we need the, the three and a half minutes to get that, that appointment. How do we get there? Because we know that their goal is to figure out, is this a salesman or a telemarketer, and get off the phone. Well, we buy time for that, with that client through the questions we ask and the correct sequence of the questions that we ask. Um, secondly, we attempt not to sound like a salesman or a telemarketer. So we, we need to change our vocabulary a little bit. Let me give you an example. If a person calls you up and they're trying to get information from you and they say, well, it says here, no, that sounds like a telemarketer or a salesman. That's the way they talk. So we're going to change the vocabulary to uh, the letter indicates. Or if they're a call-in lead, the request you made indicates your mortgage is 160000 That word indicates is never used by a salesman or a telemarketer. So we're changing that, the mindset there. We change how we greet the people when they answer the phone. For example, a lot of times people will get on the phone, hi, how are you today? You just screamed in their ear, I'm a salesman or I'm a telemarketer, and the only reason I'm on the phone with you is to sell you something. Versus this, hello, Mike? Well, when you say it that way, Mike can't do anything but, yeah, because Mike doesn't know who you are. He doesn't know if you're friend or foe, and it's going to take him a couple of seconds to figure out what it is. But he's going or she's going to respond to yes. And if you ask the question versus, hello, Mike, this is Dick Sylvester. I'm calling about your mortgage. Now, you said the same thing I'm going to say, but you didn't say it the right way. You didn't convey what I'm conveying. Hello, Mike. And Mike says, yes, I'm following up on that letter you sent back on your mortgage with SunTrust Bank about mortgage protection. I need a little more information to give you a quote. Do you have just a moment? Now, let me unpack what I just did. These people have been called by other agents before. Now, I'm talking about a direct mail lead today. I'm not talking about the IVR leads. Okay, So I get Mike's attention by capturing it. Hello, Mike. And he responds, yes. Salespeople don't do that. Telemarketers don't do that. I'm calling about your mortgage with SunTrust Bank. Our records, now notice here, if I say SunTrust Bank and your mortgage is with SunTrust Bank, what's your first thought? Uh-oh, what's wrong? Didn't you get the payment? You just bought 45 seconds right there. Don't squander it. So when, when you, and then you begin calling about your mortgage with SunTrust Bank. Our records indicate that mortgage protection hasn't been taken care of yet. I need a little more information 
to give you a quote. Do you have just a moment? Now, if you'll notice, I did not stop at the end of any sentence in that. I stopped in the middle of the next sentence because the client has been conditioned. People are not going to be rude intentionally most of the time. But when you stop at the end of a sentence, it's their opportunity to jump in and we don't want it, it's too expensive, we've already bought something, we've changed our mind. But when you stop in the middle of the next sentence, it throws their timing off. Mm -hmm. This is why we talk about phone setting is not luck. It's skill. And these are some of the skills that you will learn. Now, some of you can take six months to learn this on your own if you can last that long. What we're trying to do is give you the skill sets that are necessary today to be successful tomorrow. Which is why we highly advise when you are making dials and you reach 10 to 12 people, not dial 10 to 12, but when you speak to 10 to 12 and you don't set an appointment, what should be their next call, Dick? The next call should be somebody to listen to their script because they're usually not using the right cadence, they're not using the right words, um, they're asking the questions in the wrong sequence. There's any number of very small, usually at that point in time, they don't need an engine overhaul, Connie. All they need is a fine tune. And let me just ask this question because, um, you know, very often people will call us and they'll say, oh, I hate to bother you. And what's the first thing out of my mouth? Oh. You are not bothering me. I am here to help you get paid, to serve you, to help you get what you want out of this. So uh, if you're bothering me, I'll not answer because I'm doing something where I can't pick up. But please don't say that. And here's what happens. When you call us and say, oh, I'm so sorry to bother you, that conveys in your voice over to a client. And then when you're talking on the phone, instead of being the professional in charge, you're not, not audibly to yourself, but to the client, it's a little bit of a groveling. It's a little bit, oh, I'm so sorry I called you. And that is not the tone of a professional. That's interesting because if your doctor called, do you think your doctor would ever call and say, hey, Connie, I got this uh, uh, report back here and I'm so sorry to bother you? No, they're the professional. They are, and, and we need you thinking along the same line because, frankly, if he doesn't come home next week because of a car wreck or heart attack, that phone call you made to that person probably is one of the most important calls they've gotten in the last six months to a year because, because you, you could have changed the outcome of that event. Absolutely. And if you've ever gone to the funeral of a client, which we have, you'll know that now you're not literally taking a check, okay? That would, please don't misunderstand. But you're the only one there who will be offering money. Everyone else will be wanting money. You know, the funeral home is going to want paid in full before anything is completely done. We've just had this experience. We understand. Okay? And so what you do is important, and you are a professional. You know, I asked a funeral home director one time why they wanted the money up front. I understood why it was important, but why not let people pay? Well, if they don't pay, they put 50% down and don't pay the other 50%. Can you imagine repoing a funeral? You just can't do that, you know, and that's kind of the mindset that they have. Um, one of the other questions is when we get to that point in time, I like to treat people the way I'd like to be treated. You know, that's what Telly was doing on the phone on Saturday when she set all those appointments. For example, when I get to that stage, do you have just a moment? 
Now, I could say, and a lot of agents will, Dick, I said the exact same thing you did. They go through the script and, do you have a couple of minutes? Or do you have a few minutes? Or do you have a minute? And the answer is always no, because now they've figured out that you might, might be a salesman and a minute to a couple of minutes or a few minutes is 20 minutes to a sales telemarketer or salesman. So they are going to say no, guaranteed, 99% of the time. In contrast to that, I might say, uh, hey, hello, Mike, do you have just a moment? Well, to say I don't have a few minutes is not rude. I don't have a minute because they know it's 10 or 20. But do you have just a moment? To say no to that is being rude because everybody's got just a moment. So you need to learn what to say and how to say it. So these are things that you can add to your phone script that move you from the thinking about it as being lucky to being skilled. And that was the call today. The other thing that's important is stop and think when you're making the dials. If you're going to call and everybody on your list that day, and I'm like Robert, I never look at the age. I just pick a time and I start dialing. I do not call 75 and 80-year-old people at 8 o'clock at night because they don't answer the phone. They don't want to be talking to people then. I call them in the morning if, if at all possible. But other than that, I do not discriminate on who and when I'm calling. I just, I just dial. So if, if you've got somebody that you're getting ready to call and you stop and think about it, if you're in that 25 to 65 age group, do you want to be called on Sunday morning? No, you're in church. So you've got to use some common sense on when you're going to call. And somebody asked me the other day, do you ever call on Sunday? Well, the, when I first started doing this, I did call from 6.30 until 8.30 on Sunday night. When I called Fredericksburg, they were working middle, upper or lower middle class people. Yes, they understood. They had to make money when they could, and they understood that. I'd call the Shenandoah Valley, which is a heavily Bible Belt area. Buddy, that did not work in the valley. They're Christian, Bible-believing, church-going people. They don't want to be bothered on Sunday night. So you need to determine that. No one wants to be called on Sunday morning. So these are things you need to use some common sense with. Just to make 200 dials, no, there's a time. If you make some dials and get some pushback, or you're making dials at a time you're not catching anybody, would a good time to call on Sunday night be the night of the Super Bowl? No. Stop and think about it. Use some common sense in this. So these are things, little things today that you can incorporate that will make a big difference in your career doing mortgage protection.